You're listening to the podcast version of Unnecessary Roughness from LVSportsNetwork.com, brought to you by Porta Subs. It's Unnecessary Roughness, presented by the Jewelers of Las Vegas. Second and six of the Packers nine. Jacobs marshals out of the backfield slot right. Empty set for Garoppolo. Shotgun snap. Quick throw. Over the middle. It's caught. Touchdown, Myers. A quick slant to Jacoby. And he leads across the goal line. Touchdown, Raiders. On a beautiful drive. This is Unnecessary Roughness. Live from Buffalo Wild Wings, here's your boy Q. And here we go, kicking off hour number three of the show. It's Unnecessary Roughness, Raider Nation Radio 920. You heard her. We're here at Buffalo Wild Wings in Henderson off of Eastern. Come on by. We're here for at least another hour hanging out, having a good time, getting your weekend ready, and getting you ready for some Raider football coming up on Sunday at Allegiant Stadium as they host the New England Patriots. Joining us now on the phone lines from USA Today Sports is our good friend Tyler Dragon. And, Tyler, thanks so much for your time. I appreciate you. One, I can't believe we're already in the week six of the NFL season, but it's here. It got underway last night with the Chiefs beating the Broncos and Russell Wilson threw for 95 yards what did you see from Denver and and is this is this going to last much longer Sean Payton and Russell Wilson <laughs> I didn't see much of anything offensively for the Broncos they didn't score their first uh an only touchdown until uh, the fourth quarter and really their pass offense was non-existent now granted Russell Wilson has looked better than last year, and ironically, their offense has performed decently uh, through the first five weeks of the regular season, and it's been their defense that has been porous. And last night, it was the polar opposite. The Broncos' defense was a lot better, um, holding the Chiefs to under 20 points and uh, really uh, getting the Chiefs' offense out of rhythm, and their offense really couldn't get anything going. In fact, Travis Kelsey had more receiving yards than the Broncos' total offense at halftime. So it was really a, a poor performance. And to answer your question about Russell Wilson, it's hard for me to believe that he will be back in Denver after uh, this season just because he's not Sean Payton's type of quarterback. Sean Payton likes quarterback that sticks to the script, that you know delivers the ball with accuracy and precision. And Russell Wilson is a quarterback who likes to improvise, likes to extend plays with his feet, and kind of goes off script a lot. And he's been successful uh, in his career that way. And that's not really Sean Payne's type of quarterback. So it would not surprise me in the least if Russell Wilson was out of Denver this coming season, next season. Well, we've seen Randy Gregory be shipped off. He's in San Francisco. Frank Clark's been let go. He's out there as a free agent right now. Do you think that they're going to continue to have somewhat of a team purge leading up to the trade deadline on the 31st? Well, that's the rumor around the league, that the Broncos, they are sellers uh, ahead of the trade deadline on the 31st of this month. And they've made moves uh, recently that indicate that they're going to be sellers. I can see players like, you know, Simmons uh, going to be available, Mm. uh, players along their offensive line. So it's going to be interesting. Thirteen is a, a hot name as well. Oof. So it's going to be interesting to see uh, what the Broncos do. But based on what I've seen on the field and what I've heard around the league, it just seems to me that they're going to be sellers ahead of the trade deadline. Yeah, it feels like they almost have to be because they are not a very good team. And you know one in five is not something that you rebound from. 
Washington yeah, after their loss to Kansas City last night. So on the other side of things with Kansas City, do they need to be buyers? Do they need another weapon that's not named Travis Kelsey? <laughs> I've said it all off season, leading up to the season and in the season that the Chiefs need a number one wide receiver. They do not have one. We all know Travis Kelsey's their number one target, but yes, of course, he plays that tight end position. Now, Rasheed Rice, he's developing slowly into Patrick Mahomes' top wide receiver on the outside. They don't have a wide out that legit scares and puts fear in opposing defenses, and they really need that. Now, is one going to be available? Probably not. They might have to wait until this offseason to shore up and bolster their wide receiving corps. So hopefully for the Chiefs' sake, one of those young receivers like she Rice can develop and get into a legitimate number one wideout. Tyler Dragon from USA Today Sports is our guest here on Raider Nation Radio 920, Unnecessary Roughness. How about the Minnesota Vikings? Justin Jefferson's out for at least four weeks. Kirk Cousins is in the last year of his deal. Do you see them making some drastic changes coming up uh, before the deadline? Everybody wants me to say Kirk Cousins is going to be frustrated, <laughs> but I don't see it happening, uh, especially because the teams that might need a, a Kirk Cousins for the stretch run don't have enough money to pay him, like the New York right. Jets. The Jets are quarterback away now that Aaron Rodgers is out for the year, but they don't have uh, the cash to pay a, a Kirk Cousins and absorb that salary. So I, I see Cousins finishing out the rest of the season in Minnesota before moving on, and they're not going to get rid of Justin Jefferson. Justin Jefferson is box office. He sells yeah. the seats. Now I can see Jefferson uh, not coming back. Uh, this season, if the Vikings continue to, to lose and they're just mathematically out of the playoffs after he's off IR. But overall, I do think the Vikings will stay pat for the most part. As far as the San Francisco 49ers go, uh, we saw them beat down the Cowboys on Sunday Night Football. Is injury the only thing that's going to slow this team down? That's been the only thing that slowed them down the uh, past few years you have to like their chances against the Eagles if Brock Purdy was healthy in that NFC championship game and yeah they, they are the best team in the NFL and, and I think it's by a considerable margin at this point just the way that they play complementary football their defense is top level they're we all know what their offense can do and they don't ask Brock Purdy to do too much. They're pretty much the only team in the NFL that's not overly reliant on their quarterback. They ask him to just throw the ball short and accurate to their playmakers, and they allow Debo Samuel, Christian uh, McCaffrey, Ayuk to make those uh, catches and then run after the catches, those yak yards. So I really like what I've seen from the 49ers. And defense wins championships, we all know, and they have one of the best defenses in the NFL, if not the best. How how realistic is Brock Purdy as far as MVP conversations? It's early in the season, but he's starting to get those kind of uh, talks, and everyone's saying that he's a guy that he's not just you know kind of uh, driving the bus, but he's actually a guy that they can rely on now. So how, how much do you think of that as realistic conversation? It's very realistic right now. I mean, who, who leads the league in pass, passing uh, passer rating? It's Brock Purdy. I mean, it's... Mm. Anytime he's number one in the NFL in a category like uh, passer rating, that means he's doing something pretty well. And then not to mention, he's not turning 
the ball over. Nine touchdowns, zero interceptions. He has over a 70% completion percentage. There are only a, a handful of quarterbacks that uh, have above a 70% completion percentage. So, yes, his numbers justify all the MVP chatter and is deserve it. Again, Tyler Dragon from USA Today is our guest here on Radio Nation Radio 920 on the Sarah Roughness, talking all things NFL. The Patriots are coming to town. They're going to be, uh, you know, taking on the Raiders at Allegiant Stadium on Sunday. They're sitting there at one and four. Do you expect this Patriots team to find a way to turn things around, or do you think that what we see is kind of who they are? <laughs> I don't think they're going to turn it around anytime soon. I, I never really was high on Mac Jones as a quarterback. Uh, that offense leaves a lot to be desired. They probably have the worst skill position group in the NFL. Um, and so Mac Jones really can't get better because he doesn't have a lot of options on the outside to throw to. Like I, I do like uh, Stevenson, their running back, but other than that, it, it's really below average at best. Now their defense is pretty good, but their best defensive player, Matthew Judon, is um, out for a few months. So mm-hmm. when I look at this Patriots roster, it, it's not a very good ball club, and they're in the AFC East. Uh, we all know what the Buffalo Bills can do. We all know what the Miami Dolphins can do. And the New York Jets might be a better team as well. I know the Patriots have a victory against them, but that's their only victory of the season. So I don't expect a lot from the Patriots, and I have them losing this weekend in Las Vegas, which should excite those fans of that Buffalo Wild Wings right now. <laughs> yeah, there's no doubt about that. Uh, everyone wants to see the Raiders improve to 3-3 three and three and would love to see a victory over the New England Patriots. So, okay, let's go ahead and look into your crystal ball. Go ahead and pull that thing out. Look at the crystal ball and tell me, after the season, are the Patriots moving on from Bill Belichick or has he earned the right to stay there as long as he wants? He's earned the right to stay there as long as he wants. Now, I will say this. I don't know if he's earned the right to keep the GM tag. Okay. Uh, I do believe right now, and if it, if things continue in this direction, that New England needs to consider having a GM, somebody who can really study the personnel, uh, draft uh, players that fit the system, and bring in players in free agency. Bill Belichick, he's arguably the best coach in NFL history, but – as a decision-maker and building a roster, I don't think he's in the, in the discussion in that category, especially right. based on recent history. So I do think New England should shake it up um, in their front office, and especially adding maybe a GM. No, that's going to be interesting, right? There's a lot of conversations about him. There's a lot of conversations about Mac Jones. There's, you know, it's, it's – it's, it's wild to me, and, and who knows? Right now, I mean, and I don't like to talk about the draft in October, but they're looked at to have a top ten pick. But if they end up with a top five pick, uh, Tyler, it almost feels like they have to get a quarterback, right? No, oh, m- most certainly so. Um, I, I don't believe Mac Jones is the answer. But then no other quarterback is going to be successful in that type of system with those skill position players. They need to upgrade not only at receiver but tied in as well. How big is this Monday night football game for both of these teams? You've got the Cowboys and you've got the Chargers. The Chargers coming off of their bye. They're sitting there at 2-2. Two and two, And the Cowboys coming off a of butt whooping. So, I mean, who, who needs this one on Monday night football more? So, I, I think the Cowboys need it more just because of 
how last week transpired. They right. really did get their egos bruised last week. That was a demoralizing <laughs> loss to the San Francisco 49ers. But I also believe the Chargers needed, and to some extent as well, when you have the Kansas City Chiefs the, the following week, and we all know that their struggles against the Chiefs, and they go up in Arrowhead for that game. Mm-hmm. So I think the Chargers can bounce back just because they have a, a soft schedule towards the middle and the end of the season. They have the Bears, they have the Jets, uh, the Packers, and the Patriots on their uh, slate. And that's where the Cowboys, you have to try to keep pace with the Eagles, but everybody pretty much now thinks that the Eagles are going to run away with the division. So what about the wild card spot? And especially for your psyche. You can't lose that bad by 30-plus points and then lose the following week and then expect to just bounce back strong the following week. Jerry Jones came out and said Dak is our guy. Dak is the guy that can get us to the Super Bowl. And I feel like Dak is almost like Jerry Jones' other son that he didn't know he had. He's just kind of that, <laughs> that tight with him. Can Dak be that guy? Or is he, a, is he, a, is he just a, an okay quarterback? Or do you think he's a guy that can lead that team deep into the playoffs? Well, I, you have to uh, admit, um, Jerry Jones was the same with Tony Romo. He, yeah, he, he was. He falls in love with his quarterbacks, especially if they're there for a while. Now, is Dak Prescott an elite quarterback? No. But there aren't many elite quarterbacks. There maybe five in the NFL. Can you win? Can you go to the playoffs with Dak Prescott? Yes. He's proven so. You can probably advance to the NFC Championship game in, in, in a good season. Uh, but Dak isn't somebody that you he'll win you a Super Bowl. The Cowboys need the necessary pieces around him for him to be successful. Now, I'll say C.D. Lamb, he has to step up. He has to be able to separate from coverage better. Is he a legitimate number one wide receiver? There's some question if he is or isn't right now. I, I believe he's probably an upper echelon number two receiver. I like the Cowboys a lot better with Amari Cooper at uh, the top wide out. And then the Cowboys on defense, they're doing okay, but then you have Diggs that is out for uh, the year, and that's a tremendous blow that people aren't talking about. And Leighton Vanderesh uh, is probably going to be out for multiple weeks as well, so that's a big blow for the Cowboys defense. So when I look at Dak Prescott, all the blame should not be on him. He, he does enough to win games, but the Cowboys need more pieces around him for their overall team to be successful. And, Tyler, we'll close out with this. Uh, C.J. Stroud has been playing really well so far for the Houston Texans. Bryce Young hasn't picked up a victory yet for Carolina, and Anthony Richardson's out multiple weeks with injuries. What have you thought about the first three, uh, you know, the quarterbacks selected in this past draft? I don't know if we thought that that was going to be the order of what they were able to do, but what have you thought about what they've done so far? Well, C.J. Stroud has been the best rookie quarterback by far. Is not particularly close right now. And Anthony Richardson, which is most surprising to me, has been the second best. When, when I look at the Carolina Panthers and Bryce Young, there, there's not a lot of help around him, kind of like uh, I, I said with Dak Prescott, but there's even uh, less uh, amount of help around Bryce Young. And the game just looks a little bit too fast for him. He's going to struggle this uh, his rookie season like he has been. And so I don't see a lot of wins coming from him, but I do believe long-term Bryce Young will be fine. He's an accurate quarterback. He knows how to deliver the football with accuracy, but 
he's going to struggle this year because of those pieces not being around him. They're going to have to draft and build a roster around him, similar to the uh, type of skill position players Alabama had at right. his disposal. So the Panthers do not have that yet, but they might have. There you go. Tyler Dragon, fantastic stuff as always, my man. Uh, what, what are you working on? What game will you be at this weekend? So I'll be at the Monday night game that we discussed, the Ooh. Cowboys and Chargers. I'm looking forward to that one. It's a big game for both teams. Yeah, it really is. What else are you working on? You writing something that we should be paying attention to? Yeah, I'll have a column coming up on that game. And then I also just posted a story about Steve Smith and his, <laughs> uh, war, his war of wars with uh, Judy last night. So that's on usatoday.com. So check out that article as well. Yeah, no, we'll definitely check that out. What did you think, just kind of on the surface, when you heard uh, Jerry Judy doing a little or saw him doing a little dancing in the background and heard Steve Smith talk about it? Kind of what did you think about that situation? Well, it was immature on uh, Jerry Judy's part. I, I, I will say that. Now, players, they have to know that playing in the NFL, playing professional sports in general, criticism is going to come their way. And Steve Smith, he was right. Jerry Judy was a, a first-round pick. Uh, the Broncos expected him to be a star wide receiver, a number one wide receiver, and he's not their number one. He may be their number two wide receiver, and he hasn't lived up to expectations. Right. So what he said was accurate, and Jerry Judy just needs to understand that. he should. That should motivate him to step up. Yeah, it should. It should. And and he hasn't been the guy that he was at Alabama. But then again, he didn't have he doesn't have all those studs that were playing next to him like he did at Alabama. Tyler, fantastic stuff as always, my man. Definitely appreciate you. Enjoy the game on Monday night and we'll talk soon. Thanks for having me on. Have a great day. You too, my man. Tyler Dragon, USA Today Sports on Twitter at the Tyler Dragon and with us here on Unnecessary Roughness, Raider Nation Radio nine twenty. Coming up at four thirty, Patty Davidson will be in studio in the Fan Fitty Finley Cadillac Performance Studio. Bet Money Honey podcast. He does a fantastic job, so she'll be in there with Ari holding it down, but we definitely want to hear from you in between time and the meantime. Uh, and that was probably backwards, but it's okay. 702-365-9200 and the don't be broke .com text line is 69187, keyword r As a matter of fact, I want to say that I had a text that I wanted to get to. I'll find it. We'll come back. I'll get to that. I'll get to a couple of your calls, plus a little bit of sound from head coach Josh McDaniels. We met with him a little earlier today. It's Radio Nation Radio 920. We play football, you know what I mean? We don't build rockets, and, you know, if you really want to dive too far into it, you can make things really, really hard on yourself. At the end of the day, the players are going to make, you know, good decisions, and there's going to be a lot of fundamentals and details that we need to do right on the field. We need to, we're going to need to play physical and tough, and I think you got to be careful, you know, with overdoing that, or your focus really gets put on the wrong thing. You're listening to Unnecessary Roughness with your boy Q, live from Buffalo Wild Wings. You heard head coach Josh McDaniels talking earlier today at the Intermountain Health Performance Center about not overthinking the matchup. Obviously, there's a lot made about the Patriots coming to town. He used to be a Patriot. Bill Belichick knows him. He knows Bill Belichick. So what are they going to do? What are their wrinkles they're going to do? Don't overthink the situation. It's football. Basically, that's his point. It's football. Go out there and play football and play good, sound, quality football, and you have an opportunity to come away with a victory. Speaking of the Patriots, speaking of the Raiders, Sunday football, 105 kickoff. You can hear the game here on Raider Nation Radio 920. The injury report is long for the Patriots. It's, it's pretty long for both teams, but, man, for the Patriots, they have seven guys that they've already ruled out. 
Matthew Judon with the elbow, he's out. There's no doubt about that. He's going to be out for quite a while. But outside of that, there is some guys that are out. Let's see. How about Cody Davis, their uh, defensive back? He's out with a knee injury. He was limited on Friday, but he is officially ruled out. Uh, Demario Douglas, wide receiver, concussion. He's out. Riley Reef, as I'm trying to read this on my phone, knee injury, offensive lineman, out. Juju Smith-Schuster, concussion, out. Cole Strange, guard, knee, out. <laughs> All these guys out. Tyrone Wheatley Jr., offensive lineman, knee, out. Shout out to Tyrone Wheatley, by the way. But, yeah, those are all the guys that they have out. They've got multiple guys that are questionable, like Christian Barmore, Trent Brown. You've heard that name before show up on the injury report, right? Trent Brown with a chest injury. He's questionable. Trey Flowers. He's dealing with the foot injuries. Defensive lineman. He's questionable. Uh, who else? Jonathan Jones, cornerback. He's questionable. Man, they've got so many guys on this injury report that you just don't know. Tyquan Thornton, the wide receiver, shoulder injury, questionable. Josh Uche, knee injury, questionable. Sean Wade, cornerback, shoulder injury, questionable. Safety Kyle Duggar, foot, questionable. So many. For the Raiders, they have two guys officially out. Nate Hobbs and Justin Heron. Justin Heron has a concussion. He must have suffered it today. He was not listed on the injury report on Wednesday, not injury on the injury report on Thursday, and then limited on Friday, and now he's officially out with a concussion. So there's that. And then Nate Hobbs with the ankle injury, didn't participate in the last two games. He's out for this game. And it's really starting to become concerning when it comes to Nate Hobbs and his injury history. We know how good he is. We know how good he is when he's on the field. But the problem is, going all the way back to college, he misses a lot of time. 2020, when he was still in college, he missed three games with a knee injury. 2021, ankle injury, one game. 2022, broken hand, six games. 2023, mid-high ankle sprain, whatever you want to call it, three games so far. That's a problem. Nate is a really good player, but we know about availability and we know your best ability, right? I know it's a cliche nobody likes to hear. I get tired of saying it, but it's reality. If I was only available, you know, Three out of five days a week on this radio show, guess what? I wouldn't be very valuable. It's just reality. You've got to be there. And last year he was doing well until week five when he broke his hand in Kansas City. Then all of a sudden he was out for so long. Then he came back, and he was really physical and played against the Chargers really well. And they won that game. And then all of a sudden he was injured again. Nate's got to find a way to stay healthy, man. Without a healthy Nate Hobbs, it's, just, it's, it's, it's a problem because we see what he can be. But he can't be that guy if he's not on the field. Let's go out to the phone lines real quick. Talk to Carlos. Carlos, welcome to the show. What's on your mind? Carlos. You guys made Hello. Hi. Hey, there you? he is. What's me? up, Carlos? Yeah. Hey, man. Uh, just uh, good to talk to you. I'm looking forward to this Sunday. Thanks to Sir Whiskey Ray for providing the tickets. Nice. I mean, first time up there, and I appreciate you guys hooking it up. You and Artie, man. Keep it up. So, I mean, hopefully... This team can pull it off. You know, we got to score. We got to establish the run. Uh, those tight ends, they got to be made, made part of this. And Mr. Renfro, I know we're beating up on a dead horse, like the coach said, but still, you know, that offense needs to click it because I think our defense is definitely a lot better than what it was last year. You know, and I don't want to bring up the past, but again, I'm making a trip to a game that should be winnable. Yep. You know, unlike that freaking last uh, Thursday night game last year's fiasco that I drove all the way over there just to watch them. Yeah, uh, disintegrate there at the end. So hopefully it doesn't happen. Our defense seems a lot better. 
So like I said, thanks a lot to you guys, and I hope to meet you guys in person. All right? Keep up the good work. Go Raiders. Hey, hey Carlos, great call. And, yeah, man, come by the torch. I'll have Q's kickoff at uh, at what time? 10 o'clock. 10 o'clock at, at uh, the Allegiant Stadium at the Torch. Coors Light Landing. Uh, I'll be there from 10 to 11 on the air. But then after that, I'll hang out as JT and Eric Allen will take you all the way to, up to kickoff. They'll be on from 11 a.m. To, to 1, and then they'll pass the sticks on to Jason Horowitz and Lincoln Kennedy for the official call. But that's the place to be, man, the Coors Light Landing. That's where everyone goes by, uh, shakes hands, checks out the Torch, you know, takes a bunch of pictures, really kind of embraces and, and soaks in the atmosphere there at Allegiant Stadium. So uh, if you make your way out there, man, I'll, be, I'll definitely be there. Uh, yeah, hanging out, talking a lot of Raider football. So definitely come on by and He's, say what's up. He said he'll make it, by the way. Oh, the okay, way good. He will. Good deal. Good deal. Ari, Ari is the plug, too. So there you go. Uh, let's get one more quick call in. Bahama Raider, what's on your mind? Welcome to the show. Hey, what's up, man? What's happening with y'all, man? All right, man, we're just chilling, man. <laughs> what's up with you? Hey, everything good, man. Just representing all the way from the 242. Yes, sir. All right, then. Uh... There's something that was on my mind. I think uh, listening to you guys them all day, um, what I thought about was uh, I think we'll talk about Monday, talk on Monday about what a good game Josh McDaniels did uh, called. Okay. Because I think for the most part, I think he hasn't called really a good game. You know, he got the questionable going for field goal and this and that and all those other stuff. But I think. I think this is this is key. He got I think it's about time that he shows himself for who he is, prove himself to the nation because dude ain't been winning much and he just they just went. So you gotta you gotta do something. Hey, they, hey, great call, man. Enjoy the Bahamas. I'm gonna be one day. One day I'm gonna do a show from the Bahamas, man. I'm just gonna I'm gonna transfer. <laughs> I'm gonna say, you know what? For the summer, I'm gonna go and do shows. From the Bahamas. That's what we're going to do, man. That'd be awesome. Raider Nation Radio 920 coming to you live from the Bahamas. Why not? Hang out. So have a good time. But, yeah, you know what? It's time for Josh McDaniels to step up and and show his worth. It really is. And I don't think that that's unfair criticism. I mean, the guy has been brought in, him and Dave Ziegler joining at the hip, kind of like, you know, what you see from John Lynch and Kyle Shanahan, and they're expected to go in, have a plan, execute the plan, and turn this team back to what they're supposed to be, which is winners. So they're there. They've got their guys. They haven't got enough wins. So they've got to find a way to turn this into wins. And he's got to find a way to get wins so they could be saying he's not just an offensive coordinator, but he's a good head coach. That's on him. That's, that's on him to do. And I think that that's a fair criticism. And at some point, he's got to do it. If not, he's going to face the music, right? And so uh, I think that that's okay. That's, that's, you know, that's, not, that's not hating on the guy. That's not being upset by the narrative. That's just what it is. You've got to find a way to win games. That's his job. Ultimately, it's all about winning games. And so he's got to find a way to start doing that. So I think that that's good. And you know what? I like what what Bahama Raider was saying. On Monday, we'll talk about a game that he called really well. That would be great to do. That would be really good to do. So uh, thank you for that call. I do appreciate you. Again, we're here at Buffalo Wild Wings in Henderson off of, uh, off of Eastern. Come on by. We're here for at least another 30 minutes uh, just hanging out. We've got a few more hey, got a few more prizes to give out. And before we get out of here, I don't like taking anything home with me. That's the thing. I don't want to take anything home. Anything that we have here, I want to make sure that you take 
with you. So come on by and pick them up and say hello and maybe get some food as you get ready for the weekend because it's a good thing. It really is. And Buffalo Wild Wings is a great place to be. Coming up next, joining us live in studio, well, joining Ari live in the Finley Cadillac Performance Studio will be Patty Davidson, Bet Money Honey Podcast. She'll tell you all about it next here on Radio Nation Radio 920. This podcast version of Unnecessary Roughness on LVSportsNetwork.com is brought to you by Porta Subs. Make sure you check out Porta Subs' six-foot party trays. They're perfect for game days. You'll get your choice of three made-to-order classic subs made with premium meats and cheese on your choice of fresh-baked bread, loaded with fresh veggies, toppings, and sauces. Game day six-foot trays serve 12 to 16 people, so you can sit back and enjoy the game. Available at all Las Vegas area Porta Subs, neighborhood sandwich shops, order ahead at PortaSubs.com. Now back to Unnecessary Roughness, live at Buffalo Wild Wings with your boy Q. It's time to get money, money, get money, 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 get money, money, get money, money, money. Joining us now live in the studio, in the Finley Cadillac Performance Studio, as I'm here at Buffalo Wild Wings on Eastern in Henderson. But uh, in our studio, our home studio, is Patty Davidson, Bet Money Honey Podcast. And, Patty, how are you doing today? Oh, my heavens, it's Friday. How better can it get? Fridays are the best day of the week, aren't they? Yes. Yes, yes, they are. We get ready for the weekend. We're excited about it again. Bet Money Honey Podcast, learning sports betting with Patty Davidson. I want to make sure this time, Patty, that I get the podcast, the name correct. I just want to make sure. Well, you know what, Q? I think I just didn't train you right in the beginning. (laughs) You know, I should have just done a better job. That was all on me. So we're all good. It is all good. It's always a pleasure to have you in the studio and, you know, kind of educate some folks on the art of of betting and, and how to place their wagers and, you know, last time you were in, we were talking about, uh, like, different player prop bets, and uh, the NFL is now six weeks into the, the season. Is there any kind of player prop bets that you have been leaning towards that you really do like right now? I think that it's going to be interesting. I mean, in the NFL is, like you said, it, we're six weeks in. And so <laughs> what did we say last time on any given day? And isn't that still the truth? Right. You know, it, re- it really is. Okay, but I do want to talk about this a little bit. Okay. Okay. So what is my goal? My goal is to get people that don't know how to bet interested in betting for entertainment. Right? Yep. So let's just look at this little phenom that just happened. Let's be the Kansas City Chiefs. All right. Now, now you're talking. Okay. Uh, so now we're the Kansas City Chiefs. And do you know how much their viewer, you know, has gone up? Oh, man. Oh, why is it? I'm sure it's been nuts because of one Taylor Swift, who I'm so tired of. I know. We, we, as people who like sports, are very tired of it. But this is exactly what I'm talking about. Is that just because, because now they have an interest. They don't care about the game. But this goes back to, but if I had a little bet on the game, it would be the same kind of interest. I'd watch the game. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's true. And so it's kind of the same concept. Now, I'm just going to watch a game hoping that somebody in a skybox, you know, I'll get a picture or something like that. But if I had just something on the game, it just makes it different. And then again, what do we say? Now we all watch the game together. Now we all have an outing and now we have an interest. But I thought that was just so kind of funny. (laughs) Yeah, it is. It it really is. And yeah, we are Taylor Swifted out. Uh, I, you know, I see Mm -hmm. announcers try to put her song lyrics into announcing the game or this, that, and the other. And I, again, but I know it's not for me. I'm not the one that they're trying to capture. They're trying to capture the ones that don't care at all about 
the NFL and for what you just said because now you're watching the NFL because your favorite artist, your favorite person is going to be seen on camera a thousand times. Uh, yeah, and, and, let, and let's just not call it Taylor Swift. Let's just go ahead and give them their name, the Swifties. Yeah, no, but, uh, you're right. Again, not taking it away from her because she is an awesome, awesome performer. You know, she, yeah. she will go down in history. But, yeah, yeah, you and I, we're going, but it's a game. Right, exactly. <laughs> so. Exactly. There's a game going on with this uh, Swifty concert that everyone's having at the same time. But, uh, Patty, I was watching some of your, uh, your podcasts, and one that I thought was very important to talk about and, and really was intrigued by was the one where you were showing everyone the art of using a sports betting app because I feel like it could be very confusing at times if that's not what – you know, if you're not used to that. So uh, what, is, what is the art behind using a sports betting app? Okay, this is really, really an evolving, very fast evolving thing that's going on right now. Because the sports betting app, you can, you download it to your phone. But there has been major changes right now. And so you have to be careful which app you're using. Because it's not that they're in competition, you know, for, uh, you know, for, for, for smart bettors, what they call smart bettors. What they're in competition for right now is the... On vacation vetters, you know, that, that really is what they're looking for. And so what they have done is like, a, you know, William Hill just changed his whole app, just completely changed it. And what they did was like, hey, here's what they call my boost apps, you know, because I want you to bet these because I don't think you can win them. And it, it really is odd, you know, what they're doing right now because they don't want, you know, the person that goes out and bets all the time, looks at the numbers, this, that, and the other – they just want you coming in and going, hey, I think that you should bet this bet because um, the odds are in our favor. Right. You know, that being said, though, you know, so you have to just be and, and again, for the regular better, it really doesn't matter because I go back to it's just really sometimes the toss of the coin or your favorite, you know, driver in a race or your favorite college team or whatever it is. And yeah. sometimes I think that's the way we're really I'm 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 here to just kind of say just bet whoever you want to. But you still don't want to get ripped off. No, no, you sure don't. And, again, Patty Davidson is our guest. Uh, Bet Money Honey podcast she has out right now on YouTube. You could definitely go check that out. When you look at some of the lines and you see major movement, like the 49ers game was – it wasn't a, a big line, and then all of a sudden it became like a seven-and-a-half-point spread, and it just, it just advanced so quickly. And I think it's even more now uh, that Deshaun Watson has been officially ruled out. How, how, I don't want to say dangerous, but how much do you kind of raise your eyebrow a little bit when you see the, the point spread change so drastically? I think it's always going to change. I think it changes more now than it, you know, kind of used to because everybody changes. It's like, oh, we have a major player out, but mm -hmm. let's go back to. Sometimes it doesn't matter. Sometimes your backup will come in and really be awesome. And so that, that that's, you know, goes back to, again, you can be the person that, you know, does betting for a living. Yeah. And, oh, my goodness, you're going to watch those things all the time. And, you know, you're going to say, OK. But but what I'm trying to do is just basically teach you how to bet and have fun with the game. Because, right. yes, could could it will it affect the game? It could. But sometimes it doesn't affect the game. Going back to, you know, Aaron Rodgers goes out and still guess what? They still <laughs> won the game. Right. No, they did. That was a big blow to their team, but they, they did find a way to win that game. Now, of course, they've struggled as of late to, you know, be where they're supposed to be, but they did win that game. So when you're teaching betting, 
Uh, do you is there any kind of cautionary tale that you say when it's a like a double digit spread? Like say Carolina at Miami this weekend is thirteen and a half points for Miami. For me, that's a lot of points. Even though I know Carolina's not good, and Miami's going to beat them. That double digits points is is always scary to me in the NFL because they're all really good. Do you have any kind of like tales that you tell anyone to kind of you know educate them on double digit points or what is your philosophy? I think that you know you have to make a decision. You know because when they put somebody up with that big of a point spread, you can't mm-hmm. bet them to win the game. You're going to have to lay too much money. Right. You're, you know you're going to have to lay. I, I mean I don't I don't I don't know the you know the percentage whatever it is, but. You're, you're just not going to win money. So maybe on those games, you bet a parlay instead. Parlay How? them with other teams. Okay. Okay. So... So when you okay, so when you do that and you're telling them to parlay, how how what would be your approach if that was the case? So if I were going to do something like that, and I'm like, well, I love my team and I think that they're going to win, but I'm not sure if I can lay all those points. So I will bet th- I will make my parlay all about just the uh, you know just the percentage. You know, mm-hmm. like I have to lay, you know. D- $200, you know, whatever, I mean, $20 to win my $5. But if you start parlaying it with some underdogs and you start parlaying with some other, and it's simply to win the game and not laying the point spread, well, then, you know, you, you, could, you could win that way. But again, but let's go back to, it is, it is such a science anymore. And now that we all know AI is in our world, right? <laughs> yeah, it is. It is. And it's such <laughs> a science anymore that AI goes and looks at every stat that there possibly is. And that's why you see games fall so close to the number. So mm-hmm. when they're telling you that they are a 13-and-a-half-point favorite, they probably are. Right. And it's a good possibility that they're going to win by more than that, except for the any-given-day rule. You know, right. And, yep. you know, but other from that, yeah, if you love your team and you really think, I mean, what is that? Two touchdowns. And and seriously, look at the matchup. So it's right. a good possibility. Just go with, go with your go with your heart, you know, because what we're teaching is like how to bet. But, you know, just have some fun in the game. Have some fun, you know. Patty Davidson is our guest from uh, Bet Money Honey podcast here on Radio Nation Radio 920 Unnecessary Roughness. What is your philosophy behind the bankroll? You know, I mean, as far as how much you bet, how much you're willing to bet, how much you're willing to lose, like what, what would you, how would you teach your average person that's trying to get into gambling about, you know, what kind of money to spend and, and, and what kind of money to bet? Because you are talking about absolutely two different, you know, two different sides. Because For sure. there are people that this is what they do kind of for a living. And it's not just a hobby for them. It's a right. living. Not this guy. <laughs> yes, I know. You've told me that before. <laughs> so, I got to do 500 shows to be able to bet some money. <laughs> so, but for anybody else, it just goes down to the entertainment value. Because think if I'm, you know, if I'm going to go spend the day in a sports book or, uh, you know, at, you know, just someplace that we go, I'm going to go to the Raiders game or something because, you know, I'm going to the bar that hosts them. Just bet as much money as you would spend on going to a movie, going to a dinner, going to a something. Do not let it affect your rent. Right. Yeah, that part. Yeah, don't don't overbet your means, right? Don't allow Don't allow yourself to get in any kind of trouble. This type of year – is really fun, Patty. There's so much stuff going on. You know, hockey just got underway. Again, we're talking about the NFL six weeks in. The uh, Major League Baseball postseason is going on. The NBA is right around the corner. Do you have a preference on what you like to bet on? And, and, and do, is there any different approach that you take when it comes to different sports? I kind of have a, you know, it depends on the sport. 
I love betting during playoff season, especially mm. for basketball, yeah. baseball, and hockey. Nice. Because they play so many games during the year that, you know, there's going to be times when they're just like, I'm worn out. You know, whereas, you know, college plays once a week, NFL plays once a week, they're geared up. But those mm. other those other kind of sports, you know, they're, they're just going to be days that they're just like, whatever, there's travel days, I'm home days. They have so much different kind of an influence. But but uh, whenever they hit playoff season or they're getting close to playoff season, it really, really resonates. You know, that's that's when they play for real. That's when you know that the teams that you really love, they're good. They're Everybody's playing. And then you have other sports. Let's just talk about sports that are going on right now. Mm-hmm. Ah, because we, we are from Vegas. It's NASCAR weekend. Yes, Formula yep. One is about yep. weeks away. Mm-hmm. You know, these are huge sports. They are so much fun. You know, and so if you want to watch them, if you want to do anything with them, it also comes back to what kind of bets can you make. You know, you can make on every game anymore. Sportsbooks have gotten you know, their bookies or whatever you want to call it. They've gotten, it's almost like the only thing that used to be fun was um, the Super Bowl. Because in the Super Bowl, they would have this kind of fun parlay card and it would be like who wins the toss of the coin (laughs) you know who scores the first this or that and right now all these races do the same thing you know so it's not like i just have to you know pull out the uh under you know the the one race horse that's going to win the game there are so many different things and that makes it watching it so much fun you know because i'm interested because okay I'm going to choose the fastest lap. I'm going to choose, you know, who's going to be ahead here. And that, and to me, that's the entertainment value of it because it's going to keep you involved in the whole game. All right, as we close this out, again, Patty Davidson is our guest. Bet Money Honey is the podcast you need to check out. If you had one piece of advice that you can give Raider Nation and anyone else as they go into this weekend ready to make some bets, what would it be? I would say just um, – if you don't have an app, go into the sports book, you know, because that's mm-hmm. they have so many different, you know, papers or whatever it is. And they'll tell you all the different things that are there, because if you just think about, oh, I just need a win and loss. No, there are so many other things that could be so much fun to bet that will keep you involved in the whole game. So that's what I would tell people. Just kind of learn it. And if you do, if you don't know it, yep, come and watch my videos. I'm going to try to teach you, teach you so you don't have... You know, you know, you're not timid to walk up to the window. I was talking to a friend of mine who works as a sportsbook writer, ticket writer. Yeah. And he was just like, "Oh my goodness!" He goes, "I just had four people come in here going, how do I bet?" <laughs> right. You got to know what you're doing while you're doing it, especially when you're talking about money and checking out your videos. Again, I mean, I I was checking out the one on the NBA on the new rule, you know, the player participation. I think that that was in a really good, valuable one. Uh, talking about parlays, talking about props bet betting, a lot of really good stuff. So you could definitely check it out. Bet Money Honey, the podcast hosted by Patty Davidson. Learn sports betting again with Patty Davidson. Patty. Thanks so much. We definitely appreciate you being in studio, sharing a few minutes of your time with us this weekend, this Friday, heading into the weekend. Thanks again. We appreciate it. Thank you. Let's have fun this weekend. Let's do it. Let's have some fun. You heard the lady. Just win, baby. Have some fun. That's what Patty's going to do. Have some fun when it comes to betting some money. Bet Money Honey, the podcast. You can check it out right now. It's always great when uh, Patty joins us here on the show. Let's take a quick break. We'll close things up. It's Red Nation Radio 920. 
You're listening to Unnecessary Roughness with your boy Q, live from Buffalo Wild Wings. As we close up shop here from Buffalo Wild Wings on Eastern and Henderson, we appreciate everybody that came by. We appreciate everybody who's called in, texted in, got ready for the game, is going to the game on Sunday. It should be fun at Allegiant Stadium. I'm looking forward to it. I'm anticipating a Raiders victory. They improved to 3-3. Three and three. I have them at 21-14, but maybe it's going to be 21-17. Or, hell, maybe they might pull the old 17-16 because, well, 17 points seems to, seem, seems to be their sweet spot this year. So uh, we'll see. But I think the Raiders win. I think Tyree Wilson gets his first sack of the season of his NFL career. Um, and the Raiders find a way to get a turnover or two just to win the game. So uh, my anticipation level, hopefully it's correct. The Raiders will come up with a victory. We'll be talking about them being 3-3. Three and three come Monday. Many thanks to Christopher Price from the Boston Globe, Paul Gutierrez from ESPN, Lee Sterling from Paramount Sports, Tyler Dragon, USA Today, Patty Davison, who was just in studio from Bet Money Honey Podcast, and of course, many thanks to you. Whew, that's a loaded show, huh? That's what we do, man. We don't mail it in on Fridays. We go hard in the paint. We close this thing out strong. This is how we get down. We will see you at the torch at Allegiant Stadium. Q's kickoff will start at 10 a.m., 10 to 11, I'll pass the sticks on to JT the Brick and Eric Allen. They'll take you from 11 to 1 and then pass the sticks on to uh, to Jason Horowitz and Lincoln Kennedy as you'll get the call. Raiders Patriots, week six action on Raider Nation Radio 920. Have a fantastic weekend. We'll see you at the torch. And thank you so much for listening to the podcast version of Unnecessary Roughness here on LVSportsNetwork.com, brought to you by Porta Subs.